Everybody loves the Harlem Globetrotters, and so do I. Join me as I get up close and personal with three of the members of one of the most beloved teams in all of sports. The Harlem Globetrotters on This Lady Loves Sports. Let's go! Welcome to This Lady Loves Sports Podcast with Pat Prescott. Sports. She knows it all and ready to talk about it. So get ready to hear sports talk in a way that you've never heard before. It's This Lady Loves Sports Podcast. And here's your host, Pat Prescott. I am excited because the Globetrotters are here. What's up? How y'all doing? It's awesome. You know, these great players, journeyman players and former NBA and WNBA stars and just really talented individuals, too, who can do something along with playing basketball that a lot of people can't do, have kept the Globetrotter tradition alive for years and years, for so many generations. And I am delighted to welcome to uh, the studio this morning. We have Elgato Melendez, who is How with us. Doing? How you doing? No. And we've got the lovely Champ Thompson with us today. How you doing, Champ? How's it going, everybody? Doing well. And also, Zeus McClurkin is with us as well. I didn't get an adjective. Everybody got a lovely... There we go. The, t- the tall and handsome <laughs> oh, thank you. Zeus McClurkin is with Thank us today <laughs> and playing ball and entertaining people all around the world uh how did you guys get started with the globetrotters we'll start with you i got uh, in my case i um it's it's a matter of faith uh, uh, in a way i was finishing my last day of my contract playing competitive basketball and i'm going into the restaurant across the street from where i live and i'll bump to my uh, good friend Sam Worthen, who happens to work for the Harlem Globetrotters, and we start talking, and he said, "Do you want to be a Globetrotter?" I'm like, "Yeah." And like three days later, I get the call, I go to the tryout, and I uh, made it to training camp. And 73 countries later, seven years, so <laughs> it's been an amazing ride. Yeah, it's been a blast, I'm sure. And, and and how about you, Champ? How did you get hooked up with them? For me, I had a pretty interesting road with the Globetrotters. Had some family connections. My grandfather was a hall of fame high school coach in michigan so he coached a globe charter barry hardy and i was drafted to the team this is my rookie season so after i graduated last year from notre dame i was drafted into the team and i'm super excited we have a great rookie class so we're having fun uh, i can tell you guys are having fun and zeus uh this the is tall handsome with the <laughs> eyebrows and the eyelashes <laughs> this is my eighth year thank you pat this is my eighth year with the globe charters um growing up i had never really heard of the globe charters before i saw them on scooby-doo but i didn't realize it was a real team you know batman's on scooby-doo like i was like that this isn't a real, real team but uh it was later on in life when i played against the globe Chatters for the washington generals that i found out that they were real and my whole career um people had told me i was too nice and i, I smiled too much when it came to playing basketball and they say in order to be good in basketball you gotta have this killer instinct and that that mean demeanor that i never developed and i was the type of player that um i had people tell me all you do is smile and dunk smile and dunk and today that's what the globe Chatters <laughs> paid me to do smile and dunk so exactly. i get a chance to be myself on the court. So when I saw the Globe Chatters, when I was playing against them for the Washington Generals, I did everything I could that year to be seen by them. And um, eventually they gave me a tryout and um, I'm on the team today. Well, I tell you, I saw recently a documentary about the Globe Trotters and just learned a lot about the history. Mm-hmm. You know, when I grew up, when I was a kid in, in Brooklyn, New York, you know, we would go to see the Globe Trotters and they were always just so funny and so entertaining. I had an uncle who could, you know, spin the basketball <laughs> yeah. and the whole thing too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did not know at the time of the deep history and the 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 great struggles that the people who pre- 
preceded you guys yes. have Absolutely. gone through. And, and I'm sure you all are familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we stand on the, the shoulders of giants for sure. The Globetrotters have been around for 93 years. And um, it's because of the Harlem Globetrotters that the game of basketball is integrated today. Um, you know, in 1948, we actually played the Minneapolis Lakers. And during this time, blacks weren't allowed to play in, in, in white-only leagues. So we weren't allowed to play in the NBA. And they were world champions at the time. But um, we actually ended up beating them by one point. And that led to the first African-American to be signed to an NBA contract in 1950. His name was Nat Sweetwater Clifton. He was the first African-American in the NBA. Um, and then um, another yeah, story. That's that's a great story about the color barrier being broken by the Globetrotters. Mm-hmm. And there's also some gendered history there. In 1985, the first female Globetrotter was Lynette Woodard. Um, she was the first woman to play on a men's professional sports team. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a standout, you know, just an amazing Globetrotter, amazing role model, I think, for all Globetrotters, mm-hmm. especially ladies like myself who are now on the team and in our history we've had less than 20 women and it's just super exciting and an honor to be able to go into an arena and carry on that legacy Mm -hmm. for little boys little girls kids and people of all different ethnic and racial backgrounds you know that's what the globe charter stand for and it's awesome to continue that legacy exactly and what's it like for you to be a part of of that whole diversity uh for me being the first Born and raised Puerto Rican in 93 years has been an amazing thing. You know, right now I'm the only Hispanic and Latino in the team and, and to represent the, the, not just Puerto Rico, but all the Hispanics, especially here in, in, in Los Angeles. You know, that's, it's a big Hispanic community. And, and when I see somebody that knows that I'm speaking Spanish and they just speak Spanish to me and I go back and we kind of share a little story in a short time. We talk and, and they relate. Uh, of what I'm doing and feel so proud even though I'm not from their country uh, it's a great feeling and, and to be part of such amazing uh, uh, you know team with great players and each one of us have a unique uh, story it makes it even more special especially when you get a chance to tell people that no matter where you're from no matter how little the country is what language you speak you if you follow what you love and do it and work hard for it you, you could do whatever you want to do in, in life yeah, you can feel the camaraderie that you guys have. You know that it's it's a team more than a team. It seems it feels like a family to me. And I think you guys are just as excited about being globetrotters as everybody here is about seeing the globetrotters. <laughs> yeah. Why do you guys think that people love what you do so much? We feed off of you guys. This mm-hmm. year is our 2019 fan powered world tour, and so we're actually getting the fans involved more than ever. Um, the thing is, we perform at these high levels because of this rich history that we have. Every time we come to a city even though people might not know us individually they see this brand and they see the harlem globetrotters and immediately it takes them back to a time in their life when they went to a game with their parents or with their grandparents mm-hmm. and you know we put a smile on people's faces even though you know they don't know us individually i think that's the coolest part about it so we feed mm-hmm. off of that energy that you guys give us in return we just try to give it right back to you i yeah. got i got a cool story uh not long ago i met this lady and at the mall, I got this on, the whole uniform on, and she said, my first date with my husband was a Harlem Globetrotter <laughs> game. And I'm like, that is awesome. And how long you been married? 52 years. And I was like, All right. oh. So here you go, people. If you're going to see the Globetrotters, bring your girlfriend, <laughs> propose, and you guarantee you 52 years of marriage. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be happy, but it's going to be 52 years. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be awesome. You know, we, we're so excited here in Southern California about having you guys here. We've got three Globetrotters, completely different stories, and I'd like to hear a little bit about your background. Um, first of all, we'll start with you, Algato. Where you where are you from? I'm from Juan Adias, Puerto Rico. Oh, nice. And I'm um, the first born and raised 
Spanish Puerto Rican in '93 is to be part of the team. What was your first exposure to the Globetrotters? Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's almost universal. Scooby Doo, <laughs> and because you know, back in the day, you had the three o'clock cartoons, and that's where you rush home after school just watching cartoons for a little bit before your parents go watch the news at five and i remember like it was yesterday going in turn the tv on and see the episode of scooby-doo and and the harlem Globetrotters. trotters and i remember how they met because he, they were trying to open a door in a cartoon and it just fell through the door and <laughs> who this guy's at and 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 i'm like oh wow that's so cool but i thought it were cartoons for a long time like like my teammate zeus until i saw them play on tv and I never saw them play until I became a Harlem Globetrotter. And now that I became a Globetrotter, I see the importance of how they, all the things they've done for the game of basketball, you know, breaking barriers of gender and race, and also giving an opportunity as well for me to represent the Puerto Rico and the Hispanic community. Yeah, around the world. very important, you know, as you as you trot the globe mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, champ for you. Tell us about where you're from and, and what your journey has been and how you first fell in love with sports. Yes. Yeah, so I'm a military kid. Both of my parents served 20 plus years in the army. And so the question of where are you from is always a funny <laughs> one for me because I moved around so much. But I spent a little bit of time in New Jersey, more time in Hawaii. And then I finished up high school in Texas. And so throughout that time, I was always playing basketball. I ran track. I swam. I just love sports. Was your family athletic? Yes, both of my parents. Um, I'm the youngest of six kids, so all of my older siblings. And I just loved basketball. And my first introduction to the Globetrotters, I was seven years old, living in Hawaii at the time. And the Globetrotters came to do a camp on the military base I was on. And so I got to hang out with the Globetrotters for like a whole week in the summer. And my coach at that camp was a Globetrotter by the name of Scooter. And Scooter holds some Guinness World Records. He has some amazing, magical basketball tricks. And he talked with me and we played basketball and we hung out, me and the rest of the campers. And I always remembered that camp as such a joyful, fun experience. And so when I ended up playing college basketball at Stanford and Notre Dame, after I was done and the Globetrotters reached out to me telling me that they wanted to draft me to the team this year, it was like a dream come true. You know, it's just How did they find circle. you? Well, I played college basketball and just every Globetrotter has to have a basketball background and playing at the top level. We have a great recruiting staff. So we go out and find great basketball players all over the world. And that's kind of how they found me. It's, that's so funny going full circle like that. Absolutely. that. You know, when you were watching that, even when you participated in the camp, you know, Absolutely. did you imagine at all that you could see yourself in a Globetrotters uniform one day? I just thought they were so cool. I mean, <laughs> thinking about the trick shots and the, the magical ball handling skills, and then also realizing that this was a way to play professional basketball and also have fun mm-hmm. and have a positive impact. And as I got older and started to understand that more, I realized what a great opportunity it is. Yeah. Now, what about you, Zeus? T- tell us your, your story. Well, I played a lot of sports, too, um, like Champ, when I was younger. But unlike Champ, I was not good in basketball. I didn't make my <laughs> first team until the 11th grade. I actually got Where'd cut. Where'd you grow up? Columbus, Ohio, born okay. and raised. Um, I got cut, though, from 6th grade all the way to 10th grade. And then um, the basketball just kept eluding me for some reason. That was my favorite sport to play, but it was the only one I wasn't good at. So Were you tall then, too? Not yet. Okay. So the summer of 10th grade... I drank a lot of milk. (laughs) 
And I ended up finally growing five inches over the summer. What? Yeah, but I still wasn't very good, right? So this is this awkward kid with big feet. And um, the, that was when, you know, my coaches would tell me, you know, you you, get, you can play, man. You just you got to get toughen up and get a little bit more mean. And um, that just wasn't my demeanor. I was the type of player, if I foul you, I apologize for it, right? And my coaches hated that about me. And um, it was only later on that I, I learned how to really, you know, just fuel all these people telling me, no, 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 you weren't going to make it. You're not going to be anything in basketball. And I turned that into my fuel to, to push myself as hard as I could. And eventually um, I made a roster in college. I was a walk-on um, at North Carolina A&T, uh, HBCU in mm-hmm. Greensboro, North Carolina. And I ended up on Sports Center Top 10 Plays my senior year. And that kind of um, put me into the forefront of a couple of agents. And they gave me an opportunity to play overseas. That's where I really developed my game. And then I got the call about the Washington Generals. And I'm like, who are the Washington Generals? I've never heard of them before. And this guy said, he said, don't worry about it because, you know, you suck at defense and you want to travel the world. I said, well, sign me up. That sounds like a great opportunity. <laughs> and uh, that was my introduction to the Globetrotters. And I saw them and I fell in love with the team because what I recognize is everywhere that they go, they leave the city a better place than it was than when they uh, first went in there, you know, and they're leaving that global impact everywhere that they go. And they're the hometown team everywhere they go. You guys got the Lakers here, but when the Globetrotters come into town, immediately we're heralded as the hometown team. And I love that. And I wanted to be a part of that rich history. So uh, eventually they got tired of me dunking on them and they signed me over to a contract. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a good way to get started. Mm -hmm. You know, it's um, it's really kind of interesting too, just to see the attraction that people have. I think that what one of the things that the Globetrotters do, I guess I should say, is to bring communities together. Mm -hmm. You know, you find people who and we live in such a divisive time now. I can imagine that the impact that you guys have as you travel around the world Mm -hmm. is more important than ever. I mean, when I can see you guys representing the United States, really, yes, to the rest absolutely. of the world mm-hmm. and putting out there a picture that, mm-hmm. to me, really is more like what this country is mm-hmm. like deep down inside. You know what I'm, what mm-hmm. I'm saying about yes. that? Yes. Do you feel that as you travel these days? Oh, absolutely. of course. You know, uh, it's a big responsibility. You know, it's like we we are going to be globetrotters wearing the uniform or not wearing your, you know, the uniform. You know, we always going to be representing the United States the right way, you know, in a positive thing. Uh, uh, we walk into places and it's like, hey, you know, people look at us and they see you, okay, he must play basketball when you don't have the uniform. But mm-hmm. when they see the uniform, they're like, oh, it's something more than than basketball. You know, a lot of people don't know we've been called by the Department of State to open up relationship with other countries. Mm-hmm. And, and that's mm-hmm. one of the really cool things that when you find out when you get into the Globetrotters that, wow, we go beyond the game of basketball. And for me, uh, as a Hispanic, it's also a, a way to represent the Hispanic and like you mentioned, in, in a situation in the country that want to build this and want to do different things. You know, we, we just, you know, just try to do what I need to do in a positive way. Yeah, and, and showing really visually also, because like I look at you, you know, we have a Latino, we have a woman, we mm-hmm. have a tall, handsome black man. Every that was a slam dunk. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, just to look at you and then to to see the camaraderie that you have with each other because you can feel it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's and it's genuine. It's not something you know that that feels fake at all. You know, so um, I'm kind of curious about what what it was like when you first joined the Globe Trotters and how that feeling kind of develops. How long have you guys known each other? Well, this is my rookie season, so they've known yeah. me for.
for a couple of months yeah. now that just we've been a couple traveling of months. together yeah. and, and doing a ton of media. And she's and like outreach. one of the guys already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's like a brother and sister. You know, yeah. we brothers, oh, we sister. brothers, you know, we, we actually spend more time with each other than when we spend time with our own families, yep. you know. Uh-huh. You know, he has a dog that he loves <laughs> as his kid. I have two daughters. Uh. And, and, you know, they got to see my daughter say happy birthday yesterday, you know, uh-huh. and the little video. And this is our family. Mm-hmm. And we have to take care of each other. That's right. We work hard. You know, she worked harder than us, too. So we like, okay, she's working hard. We got to get our, <laughs> our, our act together because she's doing something that we need to get better. And we always support each other. And, Push each other. And, uh, you know, and inside the court and, and outside the, the, yeah. the court. But it is a family, you know, and I think everybody has a work family. But when your yeah. job involves traveling all over the world together, mm-hmm. that adds yes. a whole different element to it. But yes. I would imagine that makes life difficult for you, too, with your families. I mean, how often do you get to see your family? It depends. I uh, It depends on the schedule goes. Uh, sometimes if you have like we don't have summer. In my case, I cover a lot of Hispanic uh, markets. So when it's not summer games, summer, so I got a little more time to spend time with my family but you know we on the road six months seven months it depends how the game goes so do you one, actually have a season home, is it you actually have a season mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. what is your season from what to what the main in the united states starts in in um, december mm-hmm. and then it moves into europe and sometimes south america mm-hmm. right or asia or now we got guys that are going to go to australia mm-hmm. you know but sometimes we go in between six seven months we cover united states canada all that, and then we get a little break, and then then we go right back out again. Yeah, primary so. season is basketball season. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. outside of that, that makes sense. Um, we're always on call for anything that could come up, pop up throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I do see you you guys popping up at, at different points in time in the year. Mm-hmm. A lot of logistics, yes. Oh, yes. this thing, right? <laughs> Lots of logistics. Yeah, and a, and a lot of lot of globetrotter teams. How many units are there? I mean, I would imagine that you've got a lot of ground to cover. You know, we've so, got one team, but sometimes we go to three or four units. That's how we're able to cover so much mm-hmm. ground. East Coast, West Coast tour, European tour. We're all over the place, but you know, you're going to get a great, great show, great game, no matter what tour you end up showing up to. So yeah. So how about going all those places, you know, because mm-hmm. you all have the perfect name. You really are covering the globe. Mm-hmm. But do, how much do you get to see of the places that you go? And, and what are t- tell me about some of the travel that you've had, some of the experiences that you've had that maybe you really enjoy. What are your favorite places? Favorite place, definitely Los Angeles. Besides Los Angeles. <laughs> you know what to say, <laughs> you tall, dark, and handsome. <laughs> so do you. You go, girl. <laughs> um, no, no. Uh, I've been to, I've only been to 25 countries. Only. Around the Only. world. Only. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite place that I've been is Israel. I got a chance to walk the street to Jerusalem. Wow. I'm a minister at my church, so that place holds oh, a lot of history awesome. for me. Um, I also went to France and saw the Eiffel Tower. And um, I was in my Globetrotter stuff, and I was I had a basketball with me. And they wouldn't let me take the basketball up there because they thought I was going to try to shoot it off of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> they were right. <laughs> but, uh, Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, uh, getting a chance to go in all these places, sometimes we have the time uh, to kind of immerse ourselves in the culture. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't. Sometimes we're just in a city for one night and then we go to the next one. Uh, if you think about it, we're playing 320 games this year in over 260 cities. So it's a lot of ground that we have to cover. And sometimes we don't get that chance to really immerse ourselves in the culture. Mm-hmm. What What about some of your favorite play? Well, you, you travel before the Globetrotters. Yes. <laughs> I was fortunate enough to travel with my family, being military, and then in college I got to travel a little bit as well. We went to Italy. We were just talking about that the other day. Um, but with the Globetrotters, I've been only domestic so far, but it's been amazing. I've gone from coast to coast, mm-hmm. north to south, and actually our first day out of training camp, I was with old Zeus here. Old. And yes. <laughs> we went up to the Compared Bay to Area. Champ, you probably okay. are old. <laughs> Comparatively. We went up to the Bay Area and we got to run Steph Curry through some of the um, Globetrotter drills, mm-hmm. the three man weave, which is something we I thought he was already practicing some of that. Exactly. He looks like he, a Globetrotter a lot. He looks like yeah. a Globetrotter. Yeah. He's so skilled and he we had so much fun. He threw an alley oop to one of our teammates and I just thought that as my first day as a Globetrotter, that was a great environment to be in. That was so much fun and we've continued continue to have fun so far yeah you're like i think i'll keep doing yeah, this. i think this works i think this, I think I like this will it. be okay <laughs> all right what are some of your favorite places I've been to 73 countries in my case it just it's hard because it's it's always something unique about each place you you mm-hmm. know it's always a something that you remember that happened in, in some country or certain museum that you went like i was super excited when i found out i was going to go to france this year because i want to go to the louvre and I've been to the Louvre like four or five times. And I'm like, I want to go again because mm-hmm. it's such an amazing place. It and, is. You know, when you go to Rome and see all the ruins and all the the history, uh, you know, Japan, uh, go to Jerusalem and go and, and, see, and walk the streets that the, the Jesus walk at, at one point. And, and you sit down and have a some something from a local restaurant there and just get a chance to talk to somebody that remember us from back in the day when we went to visit the city and they want to tell us that story and you sit down having a conversation with that person about everything and I think that's the cool part about when you travel it's not like one specific place that you like you like all the experiences that you get and all Mm -hmm. the cultural exchanges that you get from yeah. each place you and go. You, get, you guys get a chance to co- go back to some of the places that you've mm-hmm. been right. before. I have a friend who says that when she travels, what she does is whoever she's with, she says, let's go wherever you would go. Where would you go? Where would you go to dinner? Yeah, Where'd you yeah, Take yeah. me to your favorite place. What's the place you take people to if they come to your town? And mm-hmm, she said yeah. that she's ended up really seeing a lot of yeah. interesting things that way. But you, know, you think about the fact that people don't, some people never travel. Some it, people it's never funny leave where I they tell live. my uncle, I'm like, uncle, you got to travel a little bit. He's like, no, I don't need to. I'm like, why? Because every time we get together on Christmas, I want to hear your stories. I see your pictures. I kind of travel through you yeah. to all these places. And, and I feel your, that excitement when, when I tell them, hey, I was in the desert with a couple of camels. And he's like, really? <laughs> and I, how tall are they? They're taller than you. And then they, he's actually going through his head. Imagine how tall the camel is compared to me yeah, and, yeah. and the, the sand. And, and, and he has a whole vision of what I'm, I'm saying. And he loves that. It's nothing better when I go and, and send pictures to my daughter or bring something from each place that I visit. You know, uh, my youngest daughter, like, uh, how you call the little bubble the uh, globe, oh, globes. The, 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 the snow globes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I pick up a little snow globe from every little country, every new country that I go. So she has, got a great has her little collection of snow gloves from the countries that I go. That's good. But, you know, so how has doing all this travel 
changed you? I mean, how does how has it shaped your worldview? And, you know, for those of us who do travel, a lot of times we want other people to have the same experience. Yes. And I think it, it helps in the evolution of a person, you know. How has it changed you guys? Uh, from, what have you learned that's important? Yeah, I've learned I've learned quite a bit. Uh, I feel like I'm a more well-rounded individual now for all the travel that I've, I've done. Um, but I really just um, I, I find myself thinking sometimes, you know, I'll be in a in a hot tub in uh, Rome somewhere and I'm just thinking like, man, I wish my parents were here and they got a chance to experience this kind of stuff because, you know, they worked mm-hmm. so hard to get me where I am today. And, you know, they've you know, the furthest they've been is Canada, you know, and they're fine with that, you know. But my, my goal has always just to been to, to have these same life experiences with my family. Um, and you, you speak about our family and if we were able to maintain that family life balance. Uh, work-life balance and uh, my wife comes out to see me every city that I go to like twice a month oh, we that's have a great. nice little um, uh, routine going and uh, so she's getting a chance to experience these places with me at the same time too because I think it's very special that you get a chance to do it by yourself but if you bring somebody else along with you it's, it means a lot as well that's mm-hmm. right you're sharing that experience mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and growing at the same time yes you know yes. both of you growing doing that together. how about for you champ Well, this is my first year out of college, and so I know I have so many more experiences to have and so much more to learn. What's been most impactful to me so far is we get to go into elementary schools Mm -hmm. and children's hospitals or children's rehabilitation centers Mm -hmm. in every city that we go to. And I actually got to go out to a school for the deaf because I learned sign language while I was in college. And so being able to relate to children that maybe can't communicate verbally or that are sick and, you know, have never had the chance to make it out to a Globetrotter game Mm -hmm. to get to bring a little bit of that Globetrotter magic into those schools and impact those children and their parents and the nurses and the doctors. That really shows me like, hey, I have a lot of power here to do for good and to help people and bring a positive impact. And that's very humbling. It's a responsibility, but it's also a ton of fun because we go into these places and it's like a big party and everyone leaves having that piece of glove charter magic. Yeah, you guys, are, mm-hmm. when you go to a place, when you leave it, everybody's happy. Absolutely. They're, they're happy to see you when you get there and they are delighted after you leave for a while. You know, you leave that feeling. Absolutely. It's just so much mm-hmm. fun, you know, to, to watch the shows and everything. But I wanted to talk about one last thing uh, before we, we close and that is the, the great history of the Globe Trotters. I know there, there are a couple of documentaries out there. I saw one just recently that I just thought was stunning and just so beautifully done that tells the story of this great organization and kind of underscores the importance of uh, the big job that you guys have of mm-hmm. continuing the legacy that they have created. And I'm sure all of you know about it. Talk a little bit about the history of the Globetrotters and some of the, the wonderful contributions that they've really made to our society. Well, we started in 1926 in Chicago, Illinois. And uh, people still this day still don't think we, you know, they think we're from Harlem, New York, <laughs> because of the genius, pretty much to say, uh, uh, way to market the team by the guy who created the team, which was a white Jewish man called Abe Sabestein. So he uh, created the team out of South Side Chicago, going, went to a place called the Savoy Five and picked up the best half uh, african-american basketball players they can find at that time and then something really cool happened in 1930s which was the harlem renaissance mm-hmm. and now because of that he decided to change the name to harlem so everybody 
think we were famous. And then he put Globetrotters so everybody would think that we travel around the world. But the funny part is they did not play outside of Chicago for like 30 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So, But he had a vision. But he, he had, had a vision. vision. And eventually, you know, uh, through the history, we fought through uh, civil rights movement, segregation. Uh, we followed Martin Luther King and the rallies uh, and played two games, uh, uh, one for blacks, one for whites. And eventually we had one game, one side was black, one side was white. And eventually everybody got mixed and, and up together. And look how different it is now. <laughs> mixed up together. Yeah. And in 1950, we have the first NBA uh, black basketball player in the NBA from the team. 1985, Lynn Wood came in. And we traveled all these countries, uh, uh, open up the game of basketball for countries that didn't have running water or electricity. And we just bring in the game of basketball to all these places around the world. I mean, we have played for just one person. And when you look, it's the Pope, just him, clapping an entire game. Uh, uh, just situations like that we have gone through all this 93 years, uh, uh, expanding the, the game of basketball and also the goodwill. That's why they call us ambassadors of goodwill. You know, open a relationship with different countries. We entertain the troops. We've been doing it for 75 years. Mm-hmm. We visit all, uh, as many American bases we can and all around the world to bring a little happiness and, and joy to these guys and, 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 and women and men that are defending our freedom. And, and that makes you understand when you say, well, thank you for your service. But once you're in there and you see what they're going through and, and where they at and, and the, the, the environment, and you, you understand. And we try to, to pass that on to the new generations coming. You know, like she's a rookie. She's going to learn more and more and more. She's going to fall in love more and more with the history of the Harlem Globetrotters. And we want also the people, the new generations that that hear the stories from Grandpa or, or, or about Metalog or Curly, and and they create that that uh, curiosity to create to teach them how important the game the the Harlem Globetrotters are. Yeah, beyond the game of basketball. Yeah, definitely. And it's a, it's an important responsibility, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is. It is. I think as a rookie. Um, it's my responsibility to learn as much from these guys and, and other veterans as possible because it's on us to carry that forward. Not that these guys are going anywhere. If you've seen them dunk, you know their legs are still really, really fresh, so they'll be around. But um, it is a special responsibility. I think it's terrific. And, you know, uh, uh, Pastor Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Amen. I know that um, uh, the the legacy it means a lot to you, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a huge responsibility, though, too. So when you're walking into a room, you realize um, you're carrying a 93 year history on your shoulders, mm-hmm. and um, you know that's that's a little daunting sometimes. But it's an honor at the same time. So we we take it very seriously, and we don't take it lightly, and we do our best to just give you guys um, that same memory um, and just try to sweeten it. You know, we uh, are. Our CEO gave an analogy one time that, you know, we just have a torch and it's just our job to do the best that we can with this torch while it's in our hands until we pass it on to the next person. Amen. I love that. Love it. All right. Can y'all whistle? I can. Okay. Gato's our whistle. <laughs> Come on, Gato. Uh, what do you want? Sweet I want Sweet Georgia what Brown. What, what do you think? No, Bruno Mars. You have to whistle at the same time. All right. Hold on. <laughs> What do you want? Okay, yeah, he can't whistle and laugh oh, at the no, same time. I have a request. That is my you know. request. 
Don't make me laugh. I'm giving wisdom when I laugh. <laughs> don't look at him. Don't look at him. Don't look at him. I love it. <laughs> hey. Take me to church. Take me to church. Big finish. Big finish. <laughs> hey. Theme nice song. Job, I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has really been fun. Uh, Gato, Champ, Zeus, love you guys. Uh, thank you so much for sharing some of your story and for representing us so beautifully around the world. It means a lot to everybody here at home and especially to a bunch of little kids and a bunch of old kids like me, too. <laughs> so thank you all very much. Thanks, Pat. Thank you so much. I'm Pat Prescott. This lady loves sports and she loves these globetrotters. <laughs>